Hi, we're Ellen Taylor, and we're here to join you on your journey from pregnancy to birth, postpartum, and beyond. Here on the podcast, you'll get interviews with birth and parenting professionals, birth stories, and educational episodes to get you feeling confident, supported, and empowered on your journey to and through parenting. Welcome to Birth Reimagined. Hi, I'm Elle Kennedy, a birth photographer and doula based in Orange County, California. Hi, I'm Dr. Taylor Garcia, a doctor of chiropractic, also here in Orange County. Today, we're talking to Mindy Worth, more commonly known as Auntie Mindy. She is a family consultant and joins families on their journey through fertility, pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. She specializes in infant feeding, family development, sleep, and more, and is a certified lactation consultant. She also works with families in the areas of pregnancy and infant loss, maternal health, and trauma-informed care. Oh my gosh, you do so much, Mindy. That's amazing. How many different areas of the journey to parenthood that you touch on? Um, is there something specific about birth that's always lit your fire? Like, what are you most passionate about? I think it's, it's, I'm so thankful for being part of the journey. I love helping families. I've been helping families for so long and every family is magical. So there's always something that, you know, I learn from each family and I enjoy, you know, being there, empowering them, guiding them. It's, it's, it's magical every time. How many uh, years have you been doing this? You say you've been doing this for so long. How long have you been involved in all of this? Yes. So I started when I was really young, 34 years ago, and I've been many different things, you know, babysitter, nanny, um, after school director. There's just been I've worked for a nonprofit. There's been many things. So it's being part of families in, in different aspects of their journey has been amazing. I've helped with potty training, help with behavior. So there's just, there's so many things that I, I it just, it's so exciting to be part of everything. <laughs> That's awesome. Is there a unique ac- uh, aspect of pregnancy that you sort of focus on or like sort of maybe specialize in? I'm really enjoying that postpartum time. There's that is such a fragile time for families and it's it's they're learning so much and they're learning about their baby, they're learning about themselves as parents. And I think having that extra pair of hands, the gentle heart, you know, an ear to listen, it's it's a very special balance to be part of that time in in families' lives. So I heard when you first started that you're so grateful to be involved in this. And that's actually what we invited you here to talk about today was gratitude and mindset. So can you talk more about the effect that gratitude and mindset has on the pregnancy and during the postpartum period? For sure. So, you know, we live in such a fast paced world now, and I think we forget to slow down and when you do stop and, you know, smell the roses, <laughs> um, you, you kind of, you kind of realize all that you have in front of you. So I think we forget sometimes to, um, you know, show that gratitude towards others too, but gratitude's towards ourselves. And so being thankful that, you know, it's like for a pregnant person, being thankful that they're able to house this this new being inside of them or beings if they're having multiples. And I think it's so, you know, you, when you do slow down a little bit, 
and you kind of realize all that you have, it kind of creates an abundance feeling. So instead of worrying about what you don't have or worrying about what might be tomorrow or what might not be, you kind of, you know, enjoy the moment today and take care of yourself a little better, I think. You know, be mindful of how you're eating, be mindful of how you speak, be mindful of who you keep company with. So I think there's all those little bits of it that can really help you on your journey to parenthood. Yeah. So when we slow down and we're mindful of what we're doing and intentional, we tend to make better choices for ourselves and we tend to appreciate the fact that we can make those choices and things like that. For sure. Um, There's a colleague of mine I was chatting with and she says she reminds um, families when they're, when they are pregnant to kind of tune out the noise. So many people want to share their own stories with someone who's pregnant. And if you're able to kind of say, thank you so much for wanting to share with me, but I want to have my own birth story, you kind of can create this world of, you know, this positivity, this peacefulness, so that you aren't hearing the, the you know, the scary part of, of, of birth and what, what, what could happen. So mm-hmm. I think when you're able to create your own pregnancy and create your world the way you want it to look like, I think it really, it, it becomes, you, you can kind of own it more and have your journey be your journey and not someone else's journey. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's one of the things we do try and focus on in this podcast is, you know, consent and, you know, having your birth the way you want it to, you know, being confident, empowered, you know, you know, shoot, making the choices that you know are best for your body. So, I mean, what are some ways that we can like learn that confidence and that empowerment in our body? Do you have any, like any, uh, any ways of really kind of tapping into that? Sure. I was thinking about that when I was, I, I liked this question a lot because I think in our age of information, we, we get too much information. So I would think my main advice to someone who's pregnant is to just have one or two trusted sources of information. And then you kind of just have a smaller focus. And so then you can kind of learn a little bit about what you need to know. And then you're really kind of kind of tapping into your own intuition, thinking about your body, thinking about how you feel in your body, not what you're reading about what other people feel. Uh, I think also, you know, getting body work done, such as chiropractic care, um, you know, acupuncture, things where it kind of help gets your body more in tune. Um, and then, you know, you can kind of really listen to your body and feel how it feels. We, I think we tend to try to ignore feelings and, and thoughts. So if you get comfortable with how you're feeling, get comfortable with how you're thinking, then you kind of, you get, get on that, your own path. You're not, you're not trying to, again, be on somebody else's journey. Yeah. I think that's so important, especially when we're pregnant and especially in the postpartum period that we listen to our own bodies and we trust that our body, our gut, our womb is telling us exactly what we need. And there's a reason why everybody's birth plan looks 
different because everybody's needs are different. Yeah. Um, so do you have any tips or tricks to establish or to, to build a daily gratitude or mindfulness practice so we can learn how to get more in tune with ourselves and with being present? Sure. I thought of, I thought of quite a few things on this one. Um, oh, yay. I'm excited. I'm going to sit here and write these down, too. <laughs> because as as I've been doing this fertility coaching, um, we have a, it's a it's a wonderful kind of more alternative type of fertility coaching where it's not completely focused on fertility. So we do lots of different ideas of grounding and centering. Um, so certain things like journaling, you know, that can be a really helpful thing for some people. Even if you're only doing it for five minutes a day, it's kind of something where you're slowing down and just thinking your, you know, to yourself, writing your thoughts down, and it, be it at the end of the day, the beginning of the day. Sometimes it, it just you know you figure out what's best for you. Um, starting the day with things such as motivational type of quotes that you start the day with, you can have that little practice in the morning. You can have little sticky notes around the house, things such as, you know, if we're talking back to pregnancy, my womb is a safe place. My womb is creating beautiful life. You know, you have these sticky notes maybe on the bathroom mirror. Um, things like not looking at your phone while you're eating. You have this time in the morning. Typically, it'll say morning because if you're rushing out the door to work, you just enjoy your breakfast no phone, no news, no newspaper, and it sets the tone for the day. Some people really, um, you know, they enjoy meditation. Meditation can be a very powerful thing. I myself love transcendental meditation. It's a meditation that I find unique because you're not trying to clear your mind. You're trying to just think those thoughts and, and be one with them and and let them come and let them go. Skincare. Some people really find the skincare routine very like kind of meditative in a way. And it's taking that time just to nourish your skin and and you know drink in the moisturizer and, and really enjoy just taking care of yourself for that few minutes. Um, drinking water can be a very simple way to kind of create this gratitude and as you're you know, nourishing your yourself and hydrating yourself some people love fruit infused water so you kind of create different waters for yourself um along with the mindful eating you can also have mindful money practices so you have a weekly money date with your you know with your finances and back to spending who, who you spend your time with um all sorts of things that you are creating this world for yourself and for your baby, for your family. And it's just different ways of taking care of yourself. And so hopefully, as you've established ways of taking care of yourself before the baby, where the babies come, hopefully you can still continue some of those routines here and there, even though it's going to be very busy once the babies come. Um, part of the grounding and centering I mentioned, simple things such as um, you know, learning different breathing techniques that you find relaxing. When you get home from work, maybe taking your shoes and socks off 
and walking in the grass for a few minutes can be really powerful, as simple as it is. So there's just, there's, there are many different ways I think that I like to mention with clients because what resonates with one person might not resonate with another person. Yes, that's something I say all the time. (laughs) What works for me and my family might not work for you and your family. And that's totally okay. Yes, yes. (laughs) I love that there's such simple things like small things, drinking water, like even, you know, a few minutes of, you know, putting lotion on your skin. It's, but it's the the intent behind it. You know, it's that, that mantra you kind of have while you're doing it that makes it so powerful. Yes, yes. One of the things I actually do here at the house, and the kids actually help me with this now, um, Charlotte is six and Teddy is four, is I have two diffusers. I have one in my bedroom and I have one in the living room. And every morning as we go through the house and we're opening up all the windows and the curtains and things like that, I think about what essential oils do I want to smell today? What's the intention that I want today? And so sometimes, you know, I'll sit there and I'll go, oh, we have a big homeschool today. So Mm -hmm. I want a focus blend to help the kids in the living room. Or I want, um, I have a blend called Serene Students. And if I'm, you know, if I see, you know, it's, you know, it's first thing in the morning and they're already bouncing off the walls, like we need something to calm this down. And so in the bedroom, I think about, you know, do I want something that's going to be calming for when I come in to go to bed? Do I want something that's going to be an allergy relief if I've been having allergy problems or, you know, things like that? So for me, picking out what I'm going to diffuse every day in those two rooms, because what I want in those two rooms is also very different usually. Mm. Um, But yeah, that's a big one for me. I love that. Yeah. I think the diffusing oils is, is also kind of something that can be you know, meditative as you, like you just described, picking out certain oils and you know, setting up the diffuser and filling it up and plugging it in. Like, I think all the little steps it takes to things like that, people who love coffee, all the different steps they take to prepare their coffee, that's all that ritual. It's all that routine that it's part of the whole thing, pouring the coffee, listening to the sound of the coffee. You know, it's, it's interesting, all these little things. I think people don't, slow down for going back to slowing down I think you really touched on it right there by calling it a ritual Mm -hmm. we don't have a lot of those in our society that we fall back on you know you think about our ancestors and they didn't have all of the technology and the media at their fingertips 24 7 they didn't have all of these distractions and so they would wake up and they'd you know, start the morning bread baking and, you know, putting it all together and kneading the bread and setting it aside to prove and and walking away to go do something else. But it was all very intentional. And there was there was a ritual to it. And we've kind of lost that Mm. in today's day and age, because, you know, like you said, we sit down and we eat our breakfast. And I'm totally guilty of this, by the way, I'm totally (laughs) guilty of this, of sitting there with my phone open and I'm like playing a game or I'm scrolling through Facebook as I'm sitting there eating breakfast and I don't even, I don't even taste my food or realize. Oh, I never thought about that. Oh, (laughs) the same thing. Calling us out. Um, But but there are other things that I've built in, you know, I, um, you know, one of the things Taylor and I have talked about before on the, like, you know, before on the podcast is 
I will sit in the evening and I will make a cup of tea and I'll sit down with a cookie or a scone. And so that process becomes mm-hmm. meditative of like putting, you know, putting the water in the kettle and picking out what flavor of tea I want and do, you know, do I want a cookie? Mm-hmm. Do I want a scone? Like what, you know, what flavor is going to go with the tea that I picked out or, you know, things like that. Yes. That, yeah, that slowing down, that turning everyday things into rituals yes be so good yeah oh, I love it thank you for calling us out Mindy yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm sitting here like going through my day and going do I have any of these and it's like we have four ki- four kittens in our house right now and having to watch them and make sure they don't break anything and then having to you know you know get the boyfriend ready for work and get myself ready for work and just and then come home and dinner it's like so hectic I'm like I need one of these you know chill out moments of my own <laughs> yeah Taylor I'm gonna call you out how are you going to try to turn some everyday moments into rituals and we'll follow up with you oh gosh like I don't drink coffee oh what, what do I even do in a day <laughs> I don't know maybe maybe it's something as know. simple as like maybe when you're brushing your teeth you can give yourself an affirmation and, mm-hmm. and set your intention for the day. Or, you know, when you're showering, when you're washing your hair, you, you know, take the time to think about, you know, even something simple, like what do you love about your body as you're taking care of yourself can turn into these gratitude and mindset things. Sure. I, could pro- I could probably do that at least something. <laughs> because, <laughs> oh gosh, I never thought of like how hectic my day actually is until like, you know, even those few minutes were sort of pointed out and I'm like, I don't do any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I think it's, yes, you know, you, you give yourself grace for this because sometimes you, you need that someone else to point that out for you. And so when you, when you kind of go, Oh, I don't have that. How can I find it? And you just start with one thing. It doesn't have to be every day at first. Maybe you try to set a goal for three times a week and see how that feels. If it feels great, do some more. If it feels like too much, try once a week. You know, you just it, the setting those little goals at first it doesn't have to be, you know, oh my gosh, I'm doing everything wrong. I had to change it all overnight. That's just going to be overwhelming. And then that's going to set your, you know, set, set you up for failure. So set yourself up for success and figure out, What's one thing you can do for yourself? Yeah, I like that. That's also where those sticky notes, leaving those around the house can be really helpful. Yes. I need to put a sticky note on my box of cereal that says, put down your phone. (laughs) (laughs) That would work. But I feel like you kind of, I feel like you kind of touched upon about, you know, feeling like we're doing something wrong. And, you know, with, with, again, like you said before, all of the information that is out there, you know, you, if you don't follow like every you know little pregnancy book or you know you feel like you're doing something wrong and you know that being Mm. forgiving of yourself and you can like you know choosing like you said those one or two sources that you really kind of zero in on that really speak to you um you know just is is key for your own uh mental health when it comes to every all the craziness of pregnancy that you're going through as well yes 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 you know, there's evidence-based birth. That's a wonderful website and it's evidence-based. So, you know, you can get a lot of good quality information from there. Um, 
it's there's I just recently came, came across the prenatal nutrition library. I haven't looked into it that much yet myself, but I'm looking forward to learning more about them because that might be a great way to help pregnant folks who are wanting to do better you know, nutrition. Um, I think that so many cultures around the world really honor the pregnant person and the postpartum person and they nourish the, 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 the people with food and really rich, you know, warm foods. So I wish our culture in America did more of that. I think that we'd have so many more healthier people because they would feel nourished by these wonderful foods. So yes. the, the first 40 days uh, is a wonderful book for, for postpartum healing. So the author, um, I'm blanking on her name. She also now has a fertility um, book. So I think it's um, Awakening Fertility possibly is the title of that one. So, And by the way, for our listeners, I will link to all of these resources that Mindy is telling us about. I'll link to those in the show notes so that everybody can find them a lot easier. Oh, cool. Didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> So Mindy, what is your dream for the birth community? I, I like this question. I think it's I think it's so important right now, especially with COVID nineteen. I really hope that the birth workers and the medical community can get on the same page because I think that our birthing people and their partners are suffering the most for this. And it would be amazing if if we just worked together and worked in conjunction. I took a class last fall, I think it was, and it was happened to be with some doulas and some nurses and it was it was it was really cool to have a conversation. I think at that particular hospital they the nurses really appreciated doulas, but I know that many hospitals have a hard time with doulas and it's unfortunate. And I've noticed it's it's not even just particular hospitals. Sometimes it's the OBs themselves. Sure. Um, I actually, with uh, my second birth, I had two different OBs. It's a story for another episode. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have shared this in a past episode that we've released already. Um, but I actually had two different OBs. And the first one that I had was very anti-doula and was very upset mm -hmm. even though we had talked about it and discussed it ahead of time she knew that I was bringing a doula with me and the doula also happened to be my cousin oh. so somebody who is a family member who also happened to be a doula um, and she was very upset when she turned around in the room and saw that I had this extra person she was like who is this and I was like we've talked about this this is my doula oh, like wow. she's my cousin it's all good and she she refused to speak to her but the second OB that came in was much more polite was much more accepting of my doula my cousin being in the room with us so I think it's you know it's not even just the hospitals itself I also think it might be you know, it, each person has their own feelings and has their own experiences that they're coming from. So she probably, that first OB probably had 
you know, difficult experiences with doulas in the past or didn't feel like they were helpful or maybe felt like the doulas were um, overstepping. Mm. And the second OB, it didn't bother him at all. He didn't mind at all that she was there. So, you know, he probably had had a lot more positive experiences with doulas. So I think it's, it's really important. I agree with you that that we all get on the same page, but I also think it's really important that we all try to be very respectful of where each other are coming from. Mm. Because I I think a lot of the OBs, they see the doulas come in and they think, I've spent all of this time getting a medical degree and I know what I'm doing and I've I've learned all of this. And you're gonna come in and tell me, you know, you know, you're you're gonna step in. And I think they're worried that a doula might be filling um, their their client's head with, you know, I only, you know, you should only do it this way. This is the best <laughs> way to do it. And then if an emergency happens, they're worried that they're not going to be able to do their job mm. because their job is safety, first and foremost, for everyone involved. And the doula's job is to help the patient have the birth that they imagined and so sometimes I think that those those two goals are sometimes looked at as you know mine is more important than yours no mine is more important than yours and in reality it's one of them is not more important than the other and it's it's really important that they come together and that and that both of those goals are honored and upheld together yes yes it's 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 different goals but the same outcome (laughs) yes yes we all want what's best for our patient yes and the I say patient client we want what's (laughs) best for the birthing person we want what's best for the birthing person and for their baby yes there is also this sort of rigidity when it comes to like uh, protocols of like hospitals and um you know OBs that they're they were taught a certain way and that is the way that they were taught is the best way. And so having, you know, mm-hmm. someone else that has a slightly alternative mindset come in, it, you know, kind of throws a wrench in their works. Um, and, you know, so like if you, you know, for, uh, if you have like a birth at a hospital that was unexpected, like it was earlier than expected and the doctor isn't there, the nurses in the ER are just going to do what they know how to do, which makes can make it very hard for, you know, a birth plan to be followed you know, completely through, um, or correctly through. Um, and that can be, you know, another kind of, you know, again, another kind of, uh, glitch that can cause, you know, stress and, you know, uh, for the stress for the parents, stress for the baby, just kind of stress all around. Um, so, you know, it would be kind of, it'd be great if it, it were possible to sort of have the alternative styles of, you know, birthing birth centers doulas uh, midwives all that kind of stuff to sort of be included in curriculums probably won't happen but it'd be great Mm -hmm. if that could be inserted as hey here's this other thing that exists that it you want to that will try and work with you and that will hopefully complement you and you can complement them but again things are already kind of set in stone when it comes to uh, medicine and that's what makes it very hard to uh you know, very hard to advance sometimes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, uh, you know, doulas are becoming much more widely accepted right now. And even midwives 
are, you know, in recent years, I'm seeing a, a huge uptick in people looking at home births as an option or birth centers as an option instead of just defaulting straight to hospitals. People are, are getting in touch with themselves and figuring out what is it that I want, what feels right for me. So, you know, all of this comes right back to what we were talking about earlier about gratitude and mindset and getting in touch with yourself. It's all, it's all goes hand in hand. So Mindy, what is one thing you will do for yourself this coming week? I am planning on doing a little more skincare. I think I rush this, speaking of of not slowing down, I think I'm rushing a little bit too much and not taking care of my skin as much as I'd like to take care of it. So I think my skin would be happier and, you know, you always, those little things you do for yourself, you kind of change your, change your whole mindset too. Do you mind me asking, what does your skincare routine look like? I have a wonderful line I love that's non-toxic and I will exfoliate a few times a week in the shower. So it's a lot easier to exfoliate in the shower. And then I have um, toner and moisturizer. Sometimes I'll throw in some Moroccan argon, argon oil. And in the evening, I have a wonderful night serum. And oh, also in the morning, hyaluronic acid. We, we stop producing that as we get older. So it's always nice to add that to your, your skincare routine. Babies are the reason, part of the reason their faces are so full and beautiful. They have a lot of hyaluronic acid, you know, naturally produced. And I'm trying to think of, oh, there's also sometimes I'll throw in some vitamin C oil. And that might be all of it. Vitamin C oil? Yeah, so it's... I didn't know that, um, did that existed. <laughs> yeah, there's a... Or a vitamin C serum, sorry. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's something that's really nice and nourishing and um, kind of helps do all the things that, that we need for our skin. So it's it's quite nice. That's awesome. Thank you. So, Mindy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking with us today. We're so glad to have had you on here and talk about gratitude and mindset and getting in touch with ourselves and slowing down. Oh, my gosh. Everything you said today, you're, I feel partially I feel so called out and partially I'm like, all right, I'm motivated. I'm going to try and slow down. So it's like I get the motivation. I'm like, go, go, go. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. That's not the point. Slow. Slow down. Okay. And I will have to find something for myself to slow down with <laughs> that's okay i i will check in with you taylor <laughs> <laughs> it's really as simple as something i learned in a class last year and then you slow down and you slow down again and you slow down some more and she was referring to taking care of babies which i think is amazing to slow down when you take care of babies but really if you just slow down yourself Sit down on the couch for five minutes. Don't get out of your car for five minutes when you pull in the driveway. Just little things to slow down. It's it's That could be your first step. Actually, it's really fascinating that you say that in regards to taking care of babies. Um, mm. I've noticed that with my kids, too. Like My kids are four and six, so they're not babies anymore. But mm. um, something I've heard people say is, as parents, we don't join their chaos. We invite them to join our calm. 
And that's something I tried to internalize. So when the kids, you know, start throwing temper tantrums or they're upset about things, they're angry, they're sad, they're frustrated, I stop. I take a deep breath. I slow my own heart rate down. I try to slow my own body down, my own thinking, my own words, and then I approach them. And it's amazing how much faster they will calm down if I am also calm. If I join them in their chaos and I raise my voice and I raise my energy and my vibration to join that craziness rather than slowing myself down, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, yes. it's really fascinating that you say that, but it it goes not just for babies. It it goes yeah. even once they're older. For sure. Yes. <laughs> Now can we apply that to teenagers? <laughs> Theoretically, yes, it should also apply to them, but I have no direct yeah. knowledge. <laughs> My kids are little still. If you if you yeah. have teenagers and you want to come on the show and talk about parenting teenagers, we will have you on. Let us know. <laughs> come and tell us if these theories work for them too. Or if it's just for sure. <laughs> we gotta know. I gotta know before I get there. so Mindy before we go where can everyone find you your Instagram your website stuff like that how can we get in touch with you yes so I am Auntie Mindy consultant on Instagram Facebook is Auntie Mindy family consultant and my website is auntiemindy.com awesome perfect and I will link to all of those in our show notes also so people can get in touch with you thank you so much thank you so much for joining us Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here on Birth Reimagined. If you'd like to join our Facebook community, you can find us there at Birth Reimagined Family. And if you'd like to join our email list, you can get the link to that on the show notes for this episode. Being a member of our email list gets you access to all our freebies and makes sure you're kept in the loop whenever a new episode drops or we have anything exciting to share. Thanks again and see you next time.